Welcome to the Round the League podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Round the League podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and this is your podcast for everything sports. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms at the Around the League podcast and on YouTube at B-Man Films. So let's go ahead and get into it, starting off with the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight. Last night, um, Jake Paul, um, Disney star turned YouTube star turned fighter, uh, boxer more specifically, um, defeated Ben Askren via a first round technical knockout um, via a ref stoppage. Um, the ref stopped um, the match after Jake Paul knocked down Ben Askren, and as he was getting up, he st- uh, he was stumbling. Um, so the ref stopped the match, and um, Jake Paul ended up winning. Um, a lot of people said this was controversial because um, they did not think that the ref uh, should have stopped it or at least given him another shot. Um, I don't know because I don't know much about like the rules and that kind of stuff. Um, but aside from that, they also had... Um, in the card before that, I think it's called, like, the undercard or something, or in the f- fight before that, um, Regis Progress defeated Ivan Redcatch via unanimous decision, um, it was supposed to be a 10-round fight, um, but it was stopped early after Redcatch, um, caught a punch to his, like, hip, kind of like, um, his hip bone, um, and it wasn't even, like, a really, it didn't really connect, it just kind of skidded off, and he fell down and um, I think he acted as if he got hit in the groin, and, um, they're, like, doctors, and, but it wasn't even that good of a, a punch, and I believe some, some rule made it to where, um, like, they had to go to a decision, and then Progress, um, the one who did not get punched, the one who threw the punch, um, ended up winning, um, but that's about it from that fight. That was about it from that fight, um, the Jake Paul fight only going one round, and then I will say, um, also, during the pregame, Jake Paul was doing a really weird um, yoga stretching type thing where he was like on one of his teammates and he was like folded. I don't know. It was weird. It was broadcast on Triller Fight Club and um, it was a boxing match played in Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Aside from that, now moving into baseball, um, we've had a great series going on. Um, the past couple nights, and I think it might have wrapped up tonight, with the Dodgers and the Padres playing. Of course, the uh, Padres, a lot of people's pick to win win the World Series this year. They are a really solid team. Um, they picked up a lot of great pitching. Um, they've got a lot of solid stars with Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, um, Joe Musgrove, who just threw a no-hitter, Yu Darvish, Blake Snell. There was a controversial call um, last night, I believe, um, where they called catcher interference um, on a ball, and it, w- it was kind of an interesting call. Basically, a catcher interference is when um, the batter is swinging, and his um, so the catcher's glove is right here, and then his bat comes across and hits the glove to where he's not able to catch the ball. Um, and technically, I think it is um, catcher um, interference how the play was, but he was way behind on that pitch, and it was already in the glove by the time he hit the glove. So, I mean, technically, I guess he could have fouled off the pitch, um, but it, that was an interesting call that um, you don't see very often. And then it got really heated, and they had to go to a um, video review where they found that, yes, it is catcher's um, interference. But um, then things got really heated between um, Clayton Kershaw, the pitcher, and the batter. That was big uh, from last night. Uh, they, the Dodgers ended up winning that game. Um, it was 2-0, um, and there were two on. And the Padres popped a ball into the outfield with two outs. 
um, and it looked like that could possibly, if it got past the uh, center fielder um, or right fielder, uh, it looked like they could drive in those two runs and maybe take the game to extra innings or end up winning. Um, and Mookie Betts makes an amazing diving catch, which I'm sure a lot of you have seen, especially if you follow baseball. Um, but that, um, that is how that series has been going, and last I checked, I believe they're still playing right now, and the Padres were up by one, um, one to two, and, uh, they did play all those games, of course, in Petco Park, um, as it was just a normal series, and another story in baseball three days ago, we had our second no-hitter, I was just talking about the first no-hitter of the season last week, and, um, Carlos Rondon of the Chicago White Sox no-hit the Cleveland Indians, um, and he was one ball away from a perfect game, and he hit the catcher. I believe his name is Carlos Perez on the foot, um, and that was the end to the perfect game, but he was able to finish out the no-hitter, so that was kind of unfortunate that he could not get the perfect game, uh, but anyway, it was a really cool no-hitter, um, and that that is crazy that they just had two no-hitters right back-to-back like that, and it was actually the Chicago White Sox 20th no-hitter in the history of their team. And um, teams had their spring games this uh, this year in college football, um, but a, a really interesting thing that I saw uh, while researching for this podcast is that um, Alabama's game, A-Day, um, their spring game, which is basically where just uh, it's a big scrimmage that they um, televise and broadcast and fans can go. And speaking of fans going, um, that uh, football game drew 47,218 fans, the largest sports crowd since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. And just to put that... Um, and just to put that in um, context a little bit more, um, we have had the Stanley Cup pl- playoffs, we've had the World Series, we've had um, the Super Bowl, we've had the college football playoff, and none and none of those um, events have drawn forty seven over forty seven thousand two hundred eighteen people like Alabama's spring game of all games. And even crazier than that is Alabama Stadium normally holds one hundred one thousand people, which is insane. Um, the Rangers actually on their opening day, the first time that fans could go into Globe Life Park, um, they had uh, thirty eight thousand two hundred thirty eight people, which was at full capacity, which was the first time that had happened. And Alabama spring game was at fifty percent. Most MLB team stadiums are filled between 10 and 32 percent. And then in the NBA, we had a close call for the Philadelphia 76ers in a really good game. Um, the 76ers end up beating the Los Angeles Clippers 103 to 106. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers have been one of the best um, best teams this year. And then Clippers has, have also been really good, and uh, they almost got beat by the 39 and 19 um, Los Angeles Clippers, but the 76ers were able to pull off the win 103-106. to And in the NBA yesterday, the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics um, had a high score, had a high scoring game between two players, um, 114-119. to The Boston Celtics did get end up getting the win, um, and Stephen Curry put up 47 points over 37 minutes with seven uh, rebounds and three assists. That is a crazy point, point total for Curry. But also on the other side, Jason Tatum put up 44, who I was just talking about the other week, um, for putting up a bunch of points. But um, that was just a game that I wanted to highlight uh, because so many points were scored between the two teams' stars. And in the NFL, as the draft nears only 11 days away, so I'll be talking about the draft in my next episode, um, we have had a lot of thought about what is going 
about what is going to happen during that draft. Um, a lot of things have come out saying that Jamar Chase out of LSU uh, could possibly be the best wide receiver in this draft, which is crazy. Um, considering that we have Devontae Smith um, in this draft, basically swept the award circuit last year, winning the Heisman Trophy and the Maxwell Award, the Belenikov, um, and also Rashad Bateman, and also Rashad Bateman, um, who was who didn't have that great of a season because he only played for half of it after opting out and then opting in. Um, but he is also a monster on the field uh, coming out of Minnesota. Um, and then of course Jalen Waddle also who is recovering after breaking his foot. Um, one of the fastest, but also in the NFL, Tom Brady, uh, is said to be recovering well for a knee injury. Um, the Tampa Bay quarterback said Saturday that his knee is recovering well from offseason surgery, and he hopes that he will be able to resume, uh, training as normal and be able to pre- and be able to participate in mandatory minicamp. Tom Brady had been planning this surgery for a couple months, so it was not a surprise or a scare. But that about wraps it up for this week's edition of the Run the League podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. And by the way, we've hit 40 episodes. Thanks for all the support on um, the videos. And um, we are almost at a year. We've got 12 more episodes and we'll be at a year, which is insane. Um, but thanks uh, for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Around the League podcast. You can tune in next Sunday for another episode.